episode of the photography chat we're uh, in season three episode 12 and we've got the legendary brian brooks with us here um he's gonna be doing a yeah you are legendary man people love you all around um and brian is just coming hot off of policom bay area in san francisco so wanted to get him in here uh for uh, a little recap on on how that went because Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it down, and for the first time in several years, I had like that mad feeling of FOMO, and uh, it didn't feel so good. You were missed. You were missed. <laughs> and it was it was the two-year anniversary of the big shutdown. <laughs> well, that was the last time I was in America, was for the very first Policon Bay Area, and we were there for the wonderful weekend that San Francisco uh, closed its doors. Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I scratched my head at that. Like, it, it's been over two years since, like, basically we put a. I haven't been to Denton when they did theirs, but like, it, it's two years that actually hosting a party. Yeah, it's been a while. And it, it was wild to think too, because I was talking with Armand, and we were trying to figure out what was the last time we saw each other, and it was like late 2019 was uh was the last time i saw armand and some of the other polo pals that weren't able to make it out to uh you know uh, san francisco yeah. last month well not last march march 2020 <laughs> yeah like like what's a what's a year yeah what's two years <laughs> what, what's time anymore i mean covid's kind of robbed us from that concept of, of time and everything and uh yeah it's good it, but it's good to see your face, and and uh, yeah, you're you're a mess on this one. I think um, this this time around, obviously, the the clouds kind of opened up at least for a minute in in California because we have really strict lockdowns. Yeah, and uh, people just just dive bombed in into it. Um, yeah, and and yeah, again, you are missed across the border. I know, I know. There's other there's other folks. Coming in from other other countries that couldn't get into or had had struggles and there's just too much logistics. But yeah, America, Cromwell says he was going to give my soul back, but I didn't make it down. <laughs> <laughs> For those of yeah. you that don't know, Cromwell is an instant film photographer in the Bay Area who uh, has a penchant for stealing people's souls through Fuji Instax. Um. Yeah, and he, he, he'll wave it in front of you and say, oh, here you go. He'll tease you. I think he's like a, not a leprechaun. What do you, what he, he's a, he's one of those Dungeons and Dragons characters that will just like hold on and just wave it in front of you and just give it to you at the end. I don't know. I, don't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember. Chris would probably know uh, what that is because he's a total D&D nerd. So he would probably <laughs> fully know what that's all about. But just a just a kind of a gremlin, but but like with, <laughs> with deep, with deep. That's pretty fun. And and I, you probably noticed that um, we've kind of stepped up the production a little bit of the chat here since the last time you were on. 
I know you have a nice you have you have like a uh, like a podcast mic and I'm I'm like have a sharpie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like like I I, I could have yeah anyway yeah yeah uh, yeah I, I've been I've been watching like again it's been a pandemic what are you gonna do? That's exactly you're gonna make it. your you're gonna make your shit better. Well, and then that was one of the comments I got from some people was, this is great, but could you make the audio better for the podcast part of it? And um, yeah, so I ended up investing a bunch of money in something that makes me no money at all. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Polaroid. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so how was Polacom Bay Area? I mean, the, the social medias look like it was phenomenal. So like, you know, how, how was the event from your perspective? Oh, it was lit. And again, um, this was this was an event that, you know, it was a two year anniversary to to the weekend. And, you know, we, we talked and we we're like, oh, can it happen? Like, like Omicron was kind of like waving and cresting and doing all its its, its stupid shit. And um, it was it was good. I mean, leading up to it, it was it was stressful, but like. The, the the couple weeks before it was great and now uh, we had we had the same same kind of uh, event Friday Saturday Sunday some people got in early and then there was there was there was a lot of buzz going into it so like a lot of people I've never met and then there was Airbnb houses that turned into like studios and there was a lot of things that were happening like. And I still had to do my day job, <laughs> so I was like not part of it. But it was it was it was a good event, man. It was a good event. Like Friday, we kicked off um, at Glass Key, uh, buying film. Uh, my homie at the Geary Club, Jason, he hosted us. They have a nice Polaroid wall in the back, which was this big. Normal, normal bar, like small, small, like dive bar in the tenderloin, and it just like starts spreading all over. That's wild. <laughs> the staple gun got out, and people were just like punching in. It was, and that was Friday. Awful repeat. Had a question here. Said going back to dollars, who provided slash source the eight by tens, and thank you for that. Oh yeah, so yeah, and I'll get to that Saturday. That that was that was like the. That was like the the big like COVID release, I think. Oh, and wait, um, just but, before we jump into that one, because Chris made a, a good question here. Before we jump into like all the Policon excitement, what is the heck is a Policon, and what what do y'all do there? Well, I I am just a disciple <laughs> of Policon. Um, that's really that's really come out of Denton and uh, the whole Instant Kill Society crew. I went down there like many years after meeting you, yeah, Merlin, for the first time, uh, and saying, look, I, I've been doing this for years too. You know, I, I want to bring it to my city. And going down to Denton saying, hey, I'm going to, like, the Jersey guy I am, I'm like, I'm going to take this. <laughs> if you guys <laughs> don't do like, it, I'm going to take it. <laughs> you can't take it, but you can be part of it. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's it. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's a, it's just a weekend of weekend of instant film love. And that's really 
I mean, really what it is. Yeah, it was Policon 4 that I met you at, and that was my second Policon. And so uh, Policon was started by the Instant Film Society. If you're not following them on Instagram, look up Instant Film Society. And that was founded by uh, Daniel Rodrigue, Andy Odom, uh, Armand uh, Cohendity, uh, Justin, I can't remember his last name. So many dudes from Denton, Texas. And originally it was uh, the last weekend in September um the same time that the texas state fair was starting up and um armand was the one that convinced me to come down the first time and i was a little nervous because i'd never been to texas before and uh was like super like oh my god i'm a brown kid going to texas is this gonna be okay and it was amazing i fell in love with denton and uh, i highly recommend if you have the opportunity to go down to either the texas or the san francisco event it's amazing. It's worth the weekend. It's all free um, for the most part. And yeah, um, yeah. Just gotta get there. Yeah, you, you just got to get there. And, um, you know, it's it's a hell of the community is freaking amazing. Like, that's the thing right. that um, blew me away about the whole Policon thing was just the film community and the film family that came out of it, which you're right. part of. Yeah, well, and, and again, to, to that point, I was like, I met people that are literally my four blocks neighbors who'd been there before. Like, Cromwell first, he was like, you should go there. Because we were doing the SF Instant um, photo walk for, like, over 10 years now. And he was like, you got to go there. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll go there. And I was like, yeah, and then I finally did go there. And then I, I started meeting people in my own community, <laughs> which, like, Gene X, I'm going to call him out. Like, he's my neighbor. <laughs> and he, and uh, and I met him in Denton, Texas. And I was like, it, it really, it really rallied, rallied my spirits. And like, hey, we got we to gotta do this in San Francisco. Yeah, it's... Well, in San Francisco, like being a, a different city and everything is a totally different vibe too. Like Denton, that that sort of like Midwest deserty kind of sun that they get in in Denton is kind of magnificent. And the Norman Roscoe Wall, that thing is fucking legendary. Yeah, yeah. I I, I overslept that first time I went there. I showed up at the end, and I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I missed this opportunity. I. I can't wait to go. I mean, I can't wait to go back. Yeah. Because I missed last year's. Yeah, I missed it too. And um, I'm really looking forward to this year. Um, I'm definitely going to be there for Texas and big plans with that. And I feel like Dan is like NYC Policon when that would be amazing too. But, you know, we, we kind of strayed a little bit. How was this year's San Francisco Bay Area <laughs> Policon? Everyone, everyone had a great time. They're like, the, the same thing. The same thing when I went to to Denton. I was like, "Yeah, I'm bringing this to my city." Yes, of course, of course, of course. Um, uh, the S, I think the SF, uh, the Bay Area one. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want to because Bay Area is a big community. It's not only just San Francisco. It's Oakland. It's San Jose. It, it's all. It, it spreads all out. It's not just. I don't want to be like say that, but I think it, I think every again everything opened up. Everything really opened up at the right point at the right time. People 
belt safer. You no know, vaccine. Vaccines were in place. Uh, all the venues were safe, and yeah, East Bay uh, were safe and and accessible. Um, and people just wanted to release. So again, Friday is rewinding. Friday we had a, a great a great time at Glasky. Started a walk to the Geary Club, which um, again has a nice Polaroid wall. And my man Jason pulled it down. And people were it's a it's a tenderloin. So if you watch Fox News, you'll see the tenderloin is is a shit show, right? Yeah. But everyone's dying, and people are overdosing. But like, yeah, but if you listen you, to Fox News, they also talk about, you know, people <laughs> who get vaccinated are pooping COVID out and you're going to, like, catch COVID because of vaccine poop. And <laughs> But it's just a little grimy. I mean, for, for people that don't live in the city, it's a little grimy, you know, it's it, it it's, is. But yeah. if you hold your own, you're, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but but we had we had a great time. The sun was setting and it was some of the videos that I was running outside, some of the videos that people were just chasing the lights because we're in a grid, and it was like people were shooting uh, portraits on the on one side of the street, and the light was just like creeping across, and then the party crossed the street, and this bar is only like is is this wide, like six seven feet wide, you know, uh, and people were just in and out, in and out, and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it was a great it was a great time. And then we everyone just marched to Chinatown, which which was a nighttime walk. And it was kinda it was it was cool to see the sunset and then go into neon. But we just took we took took the streets and um hung outside and people were just marching around that first Friday. And San Francisco Chinatown is such a cool, cool spot. Like I um even before Policon, like, cause I, I used to work for a startup out of uh, Mountain View. So I get a chance to spend some time in, in San Francisco now and then. And that was one of my favorite joints to like wander around. There's like lots of cool shit there. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, I mean, we're still opening up. So it's a little changed. <laughs> and, um, but it, I mean, so I'm, so I'm, so I'm reading comments and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Street party was very on the, the bar scene, um, but it was it was a, the Friday night was a, was a was a great was a great kickoff, um, and then I mean I we all recovered to to a Saturday Saturday walk in the Mission, which we've done before. Again, it was a mirror of what we did um, twenty twenty. So we did we did Chinatown, we did Mission mural early in the morning went to parkside and then went to oakland just the, the opposite morning, of 2020 right because in in 2020 um we we're seeing signs on everywhere of like closing down because covid see you guys uh, like you know opening <laughs> so it's the opposite yeah. everything's opening up now instead of closing yeah it was it was like the total reverse of what was happening two years ago um but i mean uh, Riding around with Daniel and, and Andy, who came in from Institute Society uh, again this time, um, going one year ago in the, in the time machine, going, oh, only 30 people can be here. Broke that rule. 
<laughs> this time around because people were vaccinated and in and, 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 and in in the spaces. So yeah, Saturday was Saturday. I mean, the big blowout honestly was the park side. I mean, they like they they're 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 a great host, and um, we we just like. 2020 we blew them out because that was the last show they had for two years mm-hmm. and and we they, we came back in a in a in a whirlwind with tons of people people were like parking their cars out front like i was unloading stuff and then friends were like no you can't park here i was like what do you mean i can't park here and then there were other polar people saying oh we're just gonna roll up and like tailgate <laughs> outside the park side and i was like yeah, all right. This is this is it's on. It's on. That's wild. So there was like not only a thing going on in the park side, but you guys had like a street party going on too. Um I'm still catching up on some of the images that are coming through um just on the outside of the park side. Because again, like JP, like there was a lot of people that came in. Came in and like I think the same reason that I came into uh the Polycon. They were like, I want in. I want in. I mean, who doesn't? When you figure it out, well, it's it's an amazing yeah. thing to be part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it like the the Policons definitely hold a special place for me is is like, you know, some some good core memories have happened during Policons. Yeah, you were missed. Dude, I missed you guys so much. Like it was um even like leading up to that weekend, I was just like, should I do it? Like, but what like held me back a little bit was the possibility okay. of testing positive on the way home. I'm like, I can't afford two weeks in San Francisco. <laughs> you, yeah. Well, you, you, you could have just hold out in the, in the lab or the basement. <laughs> <laughs> you have Wi-Fi. So like yeah, my my thinking with Denton is like even if and oh and Chris is finally getting his fucking passport. So he 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 texted he sent me that message. I was like I was like and uh, two years later, like <laughs> yeah, he's like hey Brian, until I get a passport, can I send you an iPhone that you can wear and bring me around with you on photo walks? <laughs> <laughs> it's so Christy says, ha ha ha, people in San Francisco can't afford two weeks in San Francisco. <laughs> it's true, sadly. Yeah. 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 It's um it's a tough but like I'm I'm a little more okay with the risk in Texas if there's still the testing requirement because um I'll probably crash with Armand and if I test positive, he's gonna test positive, so it's like we'll just Um Wait, wait, hold on a second. You'll take the Texas risk versus the San Francisco risk? Because I can afford the Texas risk. <laughs> <laughs> I, certainly, I have I have a cot and some Wi-Fi. Well. In a, in a room. <laughs> I could be the people under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I... Next year, I 100% want to go to Bay Area because I, I missed you guys. Uh, of course. I mean, and, and, and there's no shame. I mean, I think I think we put that really out there. there yeah. There's, there's no shame. I mean, 
again, we're still in the pandemic. Yeah. There is there, no, there we is won no, the pandemic though, didn't we? It's over. We beat it. Success. Well, <laughs> there is no, there is no saying that we're done. Like we're like in my mind, I was like, okay, this is happening like to the day going, Oh, Oh my gosh. Are we going <laughs> like, Who's testing positive? I was slapping my nose every every night, and because I mean we're all I mean, who who wants to get COVID now no. this time? And if you had it, who wants to get it again? That sucks, right? For for over a Polaroid, boo. What are you talking about? It's totally worth it, especially for some pack film. I'd, I'd probably get COVID for some pack film. <laughs> well, depends on what depends on what you shoot. I mean. If it's fresh in the refrigerator and how many. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, let me preface that. For some really (laughs) well-quality kept pack film and not the stuff that Brooklyn Film Camera sold in their last batch. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I I see a shot across the bowels, but no. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Andy, yeah, Andy had a false positive. Like, I don't want to call out you, like, don't want to, like, against any HIPAA laws, but yeah. Uh, we, yeah. No, he, he said that in the chat here. He was like, I had a false positive test when I got back. Yeah. And then, um, so going back to the 8x10, Chris also had a question. What was the deal with that huge format instant thing I kept seeing Brian with on Instagram? Um, so, I, I told myself this, bring an extension cord, because uh, the first bullet gun, we blew out two processors shooting 8x10. You have some shitty power there, I think, right? No, no. It was shitty capacitors that were that were made, and they, they got replaced. Um, but not knowing, I mean, it's me. I was like, oh, the power is, power is good, but uh, bringing extension cord this is a note to myself. Because... Um, <laughs> Uh, I had to run back and forth. The the, the 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 power that we had near where we were shooting eight by tens two years ago wasn't sufficient. That's why the the whole Ivy um, SX seventy moved to the stage because mm. they couldn't power anything up. Um, you got to do what Armand so, does with his his eight by ten setup. He uses that like Paul C Buff uh, mini vagabond thing, and that powers the uh, the processor pretty good. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely in the moment, and and I found a plug that was going. People started cycling in. It was it was an event. I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna just shuttle back and forth. If I had an extension cord, I could have just not ran as much as I did. And there are a lot of, I was running through crowds just to process eight by ten. But that eight by ten was donated by a local photographer who was like. He was like, I this is expired. I can't shoot this. So Dude um, had that much eight by ten just fucking laying around? So so apparently he was <laughs> he, he donated it to um to uh to under, underdog and it was just because he couldn't shoot it because it, it had divots in it, you know. If you ha mm. if you run a studio and have divots in it, that's you're not gonna you're not gonna charge that, you know. And and thankfully he donated to the right people because what everyone got is a free eight by ten, you know. 
Dude, I saw that mountain, and I was just, I, like, I wept a little bit when I saw that mountain, because I was just like, oh my god, so much 8x10. Like, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, again, I think it was a big celebration of, of coming out of COVID, you know? Mm. Um, we're, we're not out, but at least an event in the, in at least the clouds opening up. So I, I was so wondering the, if, like, the, Polaroid the, maybe hooked you guys up or something. I wish, <laughs> but the Polaroid gods did, and and it was it was it was a blessing, and it came it came way earlier than than Polacon, uh, Bay Area, and it was kind of an, it was an easy it was an easy dunk. I mean, there 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 are some backstories on, on that because yes, um, we were um, we had some um, AS, ASL people that were going to come to Policon for the first time and they, they requested translators for the whole event and oh, that wow. would have blown the budget way out and it it was um, it was something that we were going to take donations for to, to pay for the translators because they're professional translators and um, it was the first time like I ever got asked for that services in an event that I hosted, and I was like, "Oh yeah, of course we're gonna do this. Yeah, what what's your rate? Let's do this. Let's do this." And um, uh, unfortunately, they, they didn't they didn't show because they were feeling a little sick. And mm. thankfully, I mean, because everyone is like being safe around crowds, they they felt not they felt sick to to come to the event, and and then that's what that's why the tip jar just kind of disappeared. That's cool, though, that you were going to do that accommodation. Like that—that's a big step. I don't think a lot of things would have uh, would have done that. Um, and then Dan says the spreads were pretty good for the most part. And Zane for the is, most part. <laughs> yeah, and Zane says Polaroid needs to make some more damn eight by ten. And I agree. They—they they keep saying it was wasn't it supposed to be last summer. It's. All that all that stock was 2019. Holy shit! So, well, yeah, like I, I think they stopped production of a lot of stuff during the pandemic, thinking no one was going to buy Polaroid, and it kind of backfired in their face because, like, what's everyone going to do when they're sitting at home bored by themselves? You know, fuck around with like taking some yeah, like nudes of themselves. Many... <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many self portraits or apples can you take? <laughs> Like I'm tired. It was it was fun. I mean, it was it was like again. I was running around like a madman, and but it it was it, it felt it felt like very um, cleansing to just like I've never shot that many eight by tens in my life in an afternoon in the backyard of the park zone. That's awesome, man. I I wish I could have witnessed witnessed it. <laughs> Nah, don't worry. There, there's, there's still some. We only shot five boxes, so. Oh shit. Or six boxes, so. There's. Well, I, I may have to make like a non-Policon related trip down sometime too, because I just miss the city. You know, you're always welcome. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> yeah, it was just. It, it looked like I was so happy for everyone that that was able to get down there because, um, it's such a special event and it was cool to see a lot of new fresh people there um you know 
and saw Ben brought a posse of people, which um, was pretty cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah, they came full force. Um, um, yeah, uh, and and I got to meet some people that I like follow from a distance or pseudo followed. I'm not on the cool Discord, but like I, um, I, I, I know I know these people. I was like, hey, hey, and there's a lot of there's there's a lot of camaraderie around around that, and uh, just like coming into the city. San Francisco. I mean, I'm from Jersey, but this is my hometown. Just seeing like a lot of East Coast people, like come in and go, "Oh my gosh, this is cool!" And yeah, you're welcome. This is cool. I feel like Dan says it was his first Policon too, and I I was super bummed out when I saw he was down there. I was like, "Fuck!" It would have been cool to meet Dan. We had such a good chat uh, a few <laughs> months ago. He was a wicked cool guy. Yeah, I mean, we're. I mean, again, I think, I think, again, the, we don't know what's going to happen in the next couple, of, uh, couple of weeks, months, whatever. But definitely, the clouds opened up, and then, and then people dived in. And, yeah, and Saturday, I saw my Apple News was shitting on my nice day today, being like possible spring outbreaks. I'm like, shut the fuck up! I don't want to hear any more about that business. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to down the party by saying, yeah, another variant is, is on its way, but yeah, it's on its way. I mean, <laughs> I think that the reality is this is just kind of how our world's going to be. Like, yeah, if people yeah. get vaccinated, then this is going to be the flu, honestly. But you don't, know, don't get... tread on my freedom, Brian. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm gonna just I'll, I'll drive my truck three thousand miles, <laughs> but I won't take us take you, a shot. You gotta to, like your horn the whole way. Don't Anyways, forget. Let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's... Oh, and then and then I mean, uh, uh, we ended. So going back to Polygon, I'm gonna jump right back in because because. Yeah. Saturday was a blast. Like at the park side, was a blast. We ended up at a we ended up at a a, 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 a brocade in, in my neighborhood, Detour, which which my kids love because it's like vintage video games, pinball, blah blah, everything. And we end up uh, there, and then all night we, you know, I reserved a couple tables. We took the whole place over. And it was just like peel, peel. Everyone's shooting, playing pinball and video games, and and it was it was. Thankfully, it was like right around the corner from my house, so I was like la la la, <laughs> like la 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 la, stumbling back and forth, <laughs> and got home. But yeah, it, and Saturday Saturday was was the was the big event, um, and then. Uh, going into going into Sunday was kind of the, the recovery day. We um, people that were in San Francisco went over to uh, got to the ferry building like we did two years ago. Took the ferry over to Oakland and um, you know shooting shooting on the ferry. Walked around Jack London Square. We didn't have to run to the bar that was closing <laughs> because the pandemic was happening. <laughs> well yeah because the governor like shut california down or whatever right and they're like you got to get here if you want tacos like now <laughs> <laughs> yes if you want tacos 
now run yeah run to the near Jim run to the bar we're going to yeah yeah that, that it wasn't was, like that that was a wild day like and then we like cruised by the uh, the quarantine ship <laughs> yeah one of those first yes one of the one of the, the one of the first like ships that couldn't dock anywhere and then they finally were like ah you can you can go to Oakland and <laughs> Yeah, because why not? Just just send send the plague to Oakland. They won't matter. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that was Doc. That was Doc's. Yeah, it was like you could see it as we were taking the ferry, and you could see it going like, uh, <laughs> that, that's the plague ship. So Chris asks, um, does the latest Policon show that the community is growing? What do you think? I think it is. I think it's a little disjointed, you know. Um, because I think there's, there's groups, um, you know, instant film society is definitely the umbrella under, under, um, Polica. and everyone should follow instant film society period. That's where, that's where it should start. I mean, we have our little like thiefdom here in San Francisco, SF instant film society, SF film, uh, SF instant, um, photo walk, which is the, the numbers are like this. But we're not a numbers game. But there's people there, you know. Um, if 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 I could hire a staff to grow it and then get some like sponsored coins, sure. But that's not where it is. Um, but every, I mean, everything, every group is is reaching out. I mean, we are coming out of the pandemic. You know, prior to the pandemic, I was like, ah, yeah, whatever. There's like ten. 20 people that are the core to this tour or to the SF incident, um, photo walk group. Uh, but it is growing. I think it is. I think it is. I mean, and every, every group has, every city should have its own group. You know, yeah. you know, your homies that pull out a, pull out a Polaroid, you know? Yeah. Like I haven't, I haven't met a ton here girls, in Vancouver yet. Are, yeah. You know, home people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be all inclusive and who doesn't want some sponsorship uh stuff like you know i wouldn't mind a uh, sweet sponsorship from uh, pacific pilsner it's uh brewed from the finest waters out of the caribou just downstream from the pulp mill in prince george it's refreshing and it's uh i think like 10 bucks for a case so yeah there you go um i i will <laughs> i'm gonna get another beer but i will jump in on a sponsorship thing because the early instant um, SF uh, photo walks, we had two beer sponsors. We had really? Speakeasy that would drop off beer. And we have a newer one, a Laughing Monk. Um, but yeah, beer, beer sponsors on photo walks. And, and you know, we, we can bring water and pop for anybody else who doesn't drink. But, but we, we can't beer say beers and cameras or we have to pay for the licensing to utter that that slogan <laughs> i'm not saying no that's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> like i drink <clears throat> beers and have cameras <laughs> well go get yourself another beer and then we'll talk about sponsorships it's, I'm just gonna, I'm, it's right behind me I'm in my kitchen. Right. so going back to pacific pilsner my appreciation for this beverage started um as an underage drinker hanging out in Cranbrook, British Columbia. Back in those days, it was a white can with a really cool little blue sailboat on it. 
and we like drinking it because it was cheap. And still as a fully grown person in my 40s, I still enjoy drinking it because it's cheap. Is this a paid sponsorship? No, I'm trying to get a sponsorship. Oh, okay. All right. I was going to say, I'm like, I'll help you. Because like, you, you just got to send me some. I'm drinking 21st Amendment. 20, I've never... Oh, it, I, I saw IPA. I'm a little bit of a um, lightweight. So the hoppy stuff is a little a little too much for me. Um, this is a Pilsner. It's easy going. It was actually... The, so this was founded by a dude named Uncle Ben... And Uncle Ben, he got his kick by making rip-off beers. He would make, like, Bud with two Ds. <laughs> oh, do you have those cans? <laughs> no, but it was just, it was interesting seeing his, the history of, like, the Pacific Western Brewing Company that makes his beer in Prince George, British Columbia. And uh, he started it by just ripping off, like, blatantly ripping off other bands and just undercutting them with this, like, cheap beer. And, uh... His name still persists. He makes like caribou and some other beers too, but you know, I like Pacific Pilsner. Did, wait, is, is that the same place that, that did the Duff beer? Because I know that that was brewed in Canada. I don't know if they did Duff. I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised this, if like I mean, Molson or something did that one. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know that history, but I, I, like, if someone's going to rip off a beer, got to rip off Duff. Yeah. Nothing like Duff. Where is it here? Who? What is Duff in real life? The Simpsons to brew officially licensed Duff beer. What is it here? An unauthorized batch of Duff beer in Mexico in 2009. Okay, well, But that forced them to create an actual licensed one so that people weren't um, ripping off the beer. So, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say who, who got it. It just said that they were planning on licensing, but that's kind of fucking <laughs> like hilarious. The unauthorized forced the licensee to make the beer so they can make money. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Because capitalism. Why not? Chris wants to start a Policon in the Kootenays, but I think that would be neat. But the problem is the Kootenays is too small and it's not easy to fly in. Like it would probably be easier to do like a Policon in like Vancouver or Toronto. Yeah. I, I say I'll go to Vancouver all day. Yeah. So let's get it. Let's get it cracking, son. Let's do Vancouver. We'll talk to Andy. When, once things open up and testing requirements aren't as crazy. Um, yeah. yeah. We'll make it happen. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I know. I mean, we we've chatted before. It's it's like we're. I mean, it's been two years. It has, and it, it's wild to think and, that because it doesn't feel like two years because we haven't really gone many places. Like, so when I think back, and it's like I realize it's been two years. It's like holy shit. Fuck me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, well, wait, you moved across the country. I did. I did. And that that's a that's a big pandemic move. Yeah, and so I that 
I did it twice because I helped my partner really? move Damn. in November. So November 2020, I helped her move to Vancouver. And then uh, May 2021, I moved myself across um, to Vancouver. And because I'm a stubborn asshole, I really like that trip was super fucked up because, well, I'm still dealing with my brain injury. So like, I, know. I, don't, I don't brain right all the time. And when I moved you brain, to... You brain great on the film, though, son. <laughs> Thanks, man. When I moved to Toronto, I had a completely different car. I had a 2009 Volvo Cross Country, and it was an amazing car. I, I loaded up a U-Haul trailer, and I moved all my shit over. And then when I was moving back, because a car accident killed that car, I have a 2007 Volvo V70 now, which is similar but different because it's like... The cross country was like a four by four, so it had like a higher like ground oh, yeah, clearance no, and shit no, like no. that. Yeah, 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 and the V seventy is more like a road car. But in my brain, I'm like, it's a Volvo and it's all wheel drive, so I can do the exact same fucking thing I did when I moved out here. So I just I got a U haul and I loaded it all up. But I didn't factor in that I lived in Toronto for four years and I amassed a whole bunch of shit and I overloaded the fuck out of the trailer and the car, and like. When I was pulling out, I was like, oh, this looks a little dicey. Like, the back end was looking a little dumpy, but I'm like, whatever, fuck it. I'm committed to this. And <laughs> it was, it was a to go 45 or... Well, I was going to just go 45, but then I was like, fuck, I'm a wild man. I can't do that. So I was doing, like, 120, 130 kilometers with this, like, fucking overloaded yeah. as shit trailer. And I met, I made it out of Ontario, and the roads were, like, pretty good and clean on the way out of Ontario. But when I hit Manitoba, which is, like, at the middle of Canada, um, the roads turned to shit because, like, the frost heaving had, like, made them all bumpy and shit. So Manitoba in Saskatchewan, it was just, like, bah, 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 the whole way. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, like, this can't be good, like, you know, with all this shit. And... I blew out both of my rear tires in Saskatchewan um, about a half hour outside of Swift Current. And, on, the um, on the trailer or the truck? On my car. Oh, on the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. luckily, I had pulled over because there was like a cool sunset going on. So I pulled over to take a, a picture with my GW690. And cool. Yeah. And, and when I was pulling out to get back on the road all of a sudden the car was like all janky and was all over the, the, the place. So I was like, Oh shit. And I pulled over and I saw that I had a, a blown out rear tire and was like, fuck, well, I'm not going to get the spare because like I got to unload the whole fucking car to like do that. So <laughs> I was just so like, I'm I'll not, call a tow laughing. truck. I'm yeah. Not laughing. No, dude, I'm you can laughing. laugh. Cause it's a funny, it's a funny <laughs> fucking story, but luckily I wasn't doing like 120 when the back tire blew out because I probably would have like fucking been all over the road and crashed and shit. But I stopped right in front of this sign for like Albert Saskatchewan. And I was sitting there and I, I kind of, I had a panic and then I almost had a little bit of a cry. And then I just started laughing because I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I don't know where the fuck I am. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And this is the first time I've ever willingly called the police. Because <laughs> I was oh. just like, I don't know who else to fucking call. So I phoned the non-emergency line and I'm like, hi, I've never called the police before, but this is what's going on. And like, you guys are supposed to help and shit, right? So like, what the fuck <laughs> am I supposed to do? <laughs> and she's like... 
here's a tow truck. Call them. I'm like, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> and I called the tow truck. No. What's that's that? the sign of a being an adult, though. Right? You know, yeah, that's, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean I, I'm a big kid. Dude, I'm a big so, kid too. I just wanted to like sit there and just like cry and be like, maybe someone will help me if I just like panic enough. But I call the tow truck company and because I'm very lucky, the only flat deck that they had in their fleet, because my car is an all wheel drive, so you can't tow it normally. I, I, you have to, I, I know those pains. You have to flat deck it. The only flat deck they had in their fleet was busy attending a semi-truck on fire that had just started a half hour before I called in. So they're like, oh, there'll probably be a few hours. So I was there on the side of the road for six hours staring at this sign for Albert, like eight kilometers away from me. I don't know who the fuck Albert is, but I fucking hate Albert because I just like... (laughs) It was it was pitch black and I had my hazards on so like every like ten seconds it was just like Albert 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 I'm like fuck you Albert <laughs> like I hate your face and the tow truck shows up and this big burly guy comes out and here's the other thing too it's COVID when I'm doing this move so I can't ride in the tow truck I have to phone a fucking taxi to come out to the middle of butt fuck nowhere yeah because I can't ride with the dude and it's also Saskatchewan so no one's wearing fucking masks because like you know whatever freedom but that's when you give the, the guy like a, a shot glass and a 20 and just get no he's like no I, you can't be in the cab like company rules I'm like okay, you won't let me in the cab, but you're also not wearing a mask, which is supposed to be mandated right now, so whatever. Anyways, um, he was this big burly fucker, and he's trying to lift the trailer off of my car, and he's like, holy fuck, what do you got in here? I can't even get it off the tongue. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was just like, I'm like, and that's when I realized. I'll, I'll help you for a ride. Well, and I was like, and that's when I realized I probably really fucked up when this like big beefy guy can't get the, tr- he, what he had to do was get my car on the flat deck and then lift my car up while it was still attached to the trailer and put like a block down under the trailer tongue part and then drop my car on the flat deck to pop the trailer off <laughs> because it was so fucking heavy. Yeah. And then because it's an all wheel yeah, drive cool. car, I can't just change one tire. So I have to buy four new fucking tires in the middle of the goddamn night in the middle of fucking Saskatchewan. And I'm at the mercy of like whatever they fucking have to fit my car. So like I just because the car was like I've only had it for like a few months at this point because of the car accident. Um, So it had brand new tires that I spent a shit ton of money on because like I don't like fucking around with tires because I like being alive. Um, but apparently I like fucking around with overloading my car because I'm an idiot. Um, (laughs) so I ended up going to fountain tire and some dude that looks like he walked out of like a trailer park meth lab shows up and he's like, I'm here to do your tires. And I'm like, Oh, fuck me. This is going to be a late night. This is like one in the morning by the time this is happening. And so he fucks around, gets these tires on, but they're not a brand I'd really like and they're not the right width for my car they're a little wider so he's like you you might get some rubbing but when he took the rear tires off he was like holy shit you are a lucky bastard wait wait a second now we're talking about tires you need an alignment on this (laughs) I got an alignment afterwards but um, (laughs) 
Yeah, they're they're like the next size up. So they just when I go full lock, they rub a little bit, and it's fucking annoying. But when he was taking the back tires off, he was like, "Holy shit, you're a lucky son of a bitch." And I'm like, "Why is that?" He's like, "The other tire was fixing to blow out too," because what ended up happening is it wasn't loaded that they were rubbing all the time, but it was loaded down enough that every time I hit a bump, the tires would tow in, and they would just rub a bunch uh, on the inner fender, and. I did 3,000 kilometers, like, all through fucking Ontario and all that shit. And it wasn't until the goddamn prairies that blew it up. So I finally get the the fucking tires and shit on. And then I'm like, I do the adult thing and concede and be like, you know what? I should have done what I fucking should have done in the first place, which was get a U-Haul moving truck and the car trailer and just tow my fucking car behind it. So I thought that's what I saw pictures of, but I didn't. But I'm so, gonna just run real quick. Real oh, go quick. ahead. I'm gonna get some D and D on there. <laughs> Alignment? Are we talking D and D again? <laughs> yeah. So I'm a fucking idiot. Is basically the the moral of the story. But it does the, get the, a the little. Please the fans. There you go. Is that what you were talking about, Cromwell being there? <laughs> No, so I, I saw I saw a D and D thing, so I was like, "Yeah, yeah, nice. I'm deep, deep Julio, yeah." Um, Original, but fucking yeah, so. <laughs> I, I'm calling you, Hall, being like, "I need to do the adult thing. I need to rent a proper moving van and a proper trailer." And just do what I should have done in the first place, but I was trying to be cheap because I'm like, it was 600 bucks to rent the trailer versus spending 2,800 bucks to get the the um, fucking truck and like car trailer and all that shit. U-Haul doesn't have what I needed in Swift Current Saskatchewan, which was where I was stuck, and I was staying in this sketchy, fucking creepy gross motel. It was the only place that I could find that was open at like three in the morning to like get me in. And uh, U-Haul's like, we don't have what you need there, but we've got what you need in this town called Shaunavan, which is even further in the middle of fucking nowhere in Saskatchewan. Where's Shaunavan? <laughs> Shaunavan was 125 kilometers away from Swift Current, and so, yeah, and, which is probably far. about 60 miles thereabouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I was like, I just got brand new fucking tires on this bitch, and like, I don't want to fuck them up by driving a, a bunch, so... It was the slowest drive ever to Shaunavan. But fun fact about Shaunavan, I think it's like 60 kilometers away from a town called Climax. So going to Shaunavan was the closest I've ever been to Climax in my life. So that was uh, something to note there. Um, And (laughs) a sidebar on that one. So there's a town in British Columbia called Hope. And then there's Climax, Saskatchewan. And Alberta is sort of in the middle there. And um, my ex-wife wanted to enter this competition through the CBC to run a f- to win a free trip to Calgary for Tourism Calgary by coming up with a new slogan for Tourism Cal- Calgary. And her best friend at the time was living in Calgary, so um, I want to hear these slogans. She really wanted. She right really now. wanted to get in there, and so her best friend was like, "I got this. Let let me put one together." And so we submitted her friend Megan's uh, entry. And at that time, Gian Gameshi was running the queue, which, um, you know, if, if you're not aware of the queue, it's, it's a great radio show here in Canada that uh, does a lot of really interesting interviews. But Gian Gameshi um, was one of like the first big Me Too'd Canadian 
celebrity kind of things and uh, he did some sketchy shit and he's no longer doing the cue but he's a little bit pervy and he was reading out our response and when he got to ours he kind of chuckled a little bit and was like oh this is a really good one and he read out calgary somewhere between hope and climax <laughs> i i i i saw that coming in right now <laughs> And that one is a free trip to Calgary, which was really cool. But um, so I'm in Shaunavin and the dude at this like small engine repair place was like, oh, I can totally help you move your stuff from the van and whatever. Um, he didn't at all, which. Wait, wait, wait. No, so wait. Hold on a second. I'm interviewing you now. So these are you have new tires from the sketchy uh, meth tire repair place. And yeah. You drove. I drove 60 miles. So I I drove 60 miles to another town to pick up the right, um, the right stuff to do the rest of my move. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, just following. And and I found what I can only consider the Bermuda triangle of U-Haul equipment because this tiny little town (laughs) with like probably like 400 residents in it had all of the U-Haul equipment. Dude had probably like fucking 75 trailers and like, you know, a dozen or so big moving trucks and a bunch of vans. And I'm like, why the fuck does this little town in the middle of nowhere have all this gear? Like, do people just move here and then vanish? And then, like, no one comes to collect it. I don't know. It was super weird. He was a super friendly dude that loved model trains and fixing um, small engines. But I moved three times on that trip because I moved all the shit into my car and trailer. And then I had to move all the shit out of the car and trailer into the van and then load my car into that. And then drive this, like, fucking little cube van across the rest of the country. And, like... I my Volvo is a very comfortable car. Like it's leather seats. It's like there's not a lot of road noise. It's well appointed. I have CarPlay. You know, it's it's relaxing. I was like listening to podcasts and shit along the way. And then I get in this like fucking like late two thousands like, cube van GMC fucking pig of a fucking thing. And it's just like down the road for another 3000 fucking kilometers in this like beast of a fucking thing. And I'm like, I try, I, I bought like an ox cable so I could try and I, I couldn't even fucking hear my music over all the road noise. So it was just like, you know, three days of hell. Yeah, yeah. Cause, because again, again, those, those live, those little, those, it, it's, it's those accoutrements that like, like you go, oh, and, and not not to not to shit on people who have like shitty cars because I've owned a lot of shitty cars. I've owned a lot of shitty cars too. But like when you're older and you're like, <laughs> I just want to just drive and like, like, like I hear a wisp of noise. I'm like, what is that? Uh, oh, the satellite went out. <laughs> like <Yeah>. pressing <laughs> the buttons. Like bring back the music. Bring back the music. <laughs> exactly. Like it, I was having a really nice leisurely drive until my mistakes caught up to me and cost me a <laughs> lot of money. Like, you know, I ended up spending like three thousand dollars more than I really should have for that trip. Like it was just it was a it was a fucking shit show, but I made it to Vancouver and I've like, you know, settled in and I'm still alive, so that's yeah. that's well yeah. and great. Um, I'm glad you're alive because I, I, I would have snuck across the border to kiss your ring. <laughs> um, Turtle Soup has a question here saying, thinking of starting a local photo walk, any tips for getting people to show up? 
Uh, depending on the town, depending on the people, um, prizes, beer, drinks. Yeah. And if, if you're not a drinker, that's fine. Snacks, I mean, prizes, and drinks. I mean, and then and then and then uh, a good a good time at the end. Not always a happy ending, though. That... I said a good time. <laughs> You're not in between climax and hope, just in the middle. <laughs> There's also a town in British Columbia called Stoner, and they get their signs stolen all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw some other things that were flipping through, like, yeah, uh, Cromwell, yeah, Polaroid Boston, of course, of course, gotta go back to Mecca. No offense to. Anybody, but like, yeah, Polaroid, Boston. Boston is such a cool place, too. And like, if MIT ever opens up the Polaroid exhibit again, that was such a cool exhibit. I, I, it, it it happened. I, I was, I was trying to get there so bad. That actually, so Policon Bay Area wasn't my last trip before the end of the world. Um, yeah, because it, it opened during the pandemic. It did, I and mean, so like yeah. I went to pull, I went to Policon, and then the next week I was supposed to be in Boston for um, training, and I flew in early for the trip so I could check out the MIT um, ex- exhibit, and so I flew in that weekend, and then Monday morning I'm getting ready to go to my training out in Hopkinton. And I get an email being like, training's canceled. Don't worry about flying down here. And I phone my boss being like, dude, I'm already in Boston. <laughs> like, what do I do? And he's just like, ah, whatever. You had a uh, free vacation time on the company dime. And I'm like, really? He's like, ah, what can you do? They canceled yeah, last minute. And so, you know, peace to, to Eric Poulon. That guy was the shit. And, uh, you know. The last great boss I had at Dell before I quit. Yeah, congratulations. Um, yeah, I do. I do want to like hijack us a little bit because um, not hijack, but go back to uh, yeah, yeah. to Policon and 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 folks. But I do want to. I do want to chat with you on congratulations on your in your transition to a, a new day job. So. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to joining the Hewlett Packard family. I think it'll be interesting. Um, but I I did wanna I did wanna touch on like some some of the topics that came out of uh, post Policon Bay Area. I mean that we had during the the virtual Policon Bay Area. Some of um, uh, there 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 was there was a a talk about female representation. People of color representation in the polar in the, the Polaroid community, which um, definitely want to talk about. I mean, we we had we had, we had people that I mean that that were part of the group that necessarily weren't in front of the group. So, um, and I'm not the person to to say like, oh, we're we are all inclusive person of color yes we are trying to be inclusive as fuck um but uh, there, there were there were there were a lot of um not, not comments but like like where, where are the women in, in where are the women forward 
um, they were there. There was just a, I think there was a lot of guys there. <laughs> I'm just going to say that very like bluntly. There were a lot of guys there. Uh, there were, there were a lot of women shooters that were there, but there were more. And that, that's something that, um, it's not, it's not to be addressed, but it's also to just to be acknowledged that, I mean, on your, on your podcast, you have like put a lot of female photographers forward and, and it's not something that's like, I, I don't, I, the word, the words kind of escape me right now, but. But again, uh, well, it's, it's been a, a conscious decision for sure, because the unfortunate reality with, with the, well, any community, really, this is not an exclu- exclusive problem to the film uh, community uh, or photography community is that like most communities tend to be massive sausage parties um, because dudes tend to get more obsessed with things than, than other people. And, uh, then comes mansplaining and all the other problematic things that come with a bunch of dudes getting together. And that's together. what I'm not. Yeah, that's that's what um, I'm So, like with with the with the chat, I've made a conscious decision to make sure that I I am bringing more voices into the mix because I've noticed that a lot of other people that that do like interviews and things like that tend to just focus on m- mostly male content and. You know, it, that's great, and I'm sure people love listening to that stuff, but I also like hearing the opinions and the experiences and the projects that other people are working on, too, because, um, you know, being completely frank, most of the male photography is kind of boring. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, um, um, yeah, of, of course, of course. And, 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 and some... You know the the people I surround myself are not we're not not based on gender, you know. Like, so I I just I just wanted to shout that out, you know. Yeah, and, and like that's for sure. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> 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 I'm reading some of the comments. Uh, in the, the comments, but uh, no, I I definitely want to I definitely want to shout that out because uh, uh, we. What we didn't have on this uh, Bay Area Policon, what we had on our virtual one was was like more, you know, you know, more more female shooters uh, contributing. There there were there were a mix in the park side, but it was it was it was nuts in the back. Wondered, it, it's so Christy says uh, we should also have women talking about what women are looking for versus guys telling other guys what we are looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that might be a little bit of a shot fired, but um, I, I don't disagree with that comment at all. But I, I think it is also important for guys to have this conversation with other um, males and men um, because so many of them don't get it. And um, it's important to advocate to change minds. And I mean, some minds won't get changed. Um, and yeah, that's unfortunate, whatever. But you can quickly learn that you know those are people. They just don't get invited to the party. So yeah, that's exactly it. You know, they're they're not your people. They won't get invited into the the parties and, and whatnot. But like you know, there's a lot more interesting work out there being done by a lot of other people. And the whole male dominated shit is 
is tiring. And like, that's something that I keep in mind when I'm looking for guests and when I'm talking to people is that, you know, I don't want to fall into a lot of like the regular tropes of, you know, let's jerk off about Leica for the next hour. And, you know, what's your favorite focal length and, you know, what film stock gets you all like, you know, rock hard and excited to take photos. Like, you know, whatever, man. Like, or, or soft and wet, so it's okay. Yeah, or, or that. I, I mean, like, uh, my guest last week, I absolutely <laughs> loved chatting with her, um, Diane Kahn. I had no idea who yeah. she was going into the chat. She's kind of a really big deal, it turns out. Like, she's been in, in Hollywood for, for quite a while, and... Um, you know, she's done some amazing, her husband did some amazing things as well too. Um, and her book I found really fascinating because she made this book called, uh, holding hands. And, uh, it's really sort of like a commentary on human connection. And so she took, um, these photos of people holding hands from, from behind and she ended up using various iPhones cause she shot this over, I think seven or eight years and accumulated like thousands and thousands of photos of people holding hands um but initially she tried doing it with like a lumix and she's like here's the problem with trying to do this with a regular camera and she puts it up and she's like one thousand two thousand three thousand okay i can take a picture four thousand five okay and now the moment's gone and she's like versus the iphone like i just lift it up click photo done and i was like that's so fucking rad that you made this book that you've like she spent a bunch of money publishing it properly um that's all iphone photos because i think a lot of people feel that they can't do projects like that they can't do or they can't be taken seriously photographing things if they don't have a real big person camera well, and, and, and i'm gonna jump in right there too because like during the pandemic it's it's and it's always been like no dogma you know um, I, I, I've been letting all that fall to the wayside, you know? If you take a good image, you take a good image, right? Like, fuck if it's on film, fuck if it's on a phone, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's it, the thing, like, too. It's like, you could spend all that money to go buy a fucking Leica M11. It doesn't mean you're automatically going to take wicked awesome pictures. Exactly, exactly. Because it's like, it's like I hand I hand my my kids a camera and they're just like whoop, that's awesome. Or or you hand someone else. It doesn't. I mean, the image. If you look through the viewfinder, if you see what you want to see on the on the on the other end of that image, you win. You yeah. Win. So, like that. One of my big things during the pandemic is like no dogma. Let it go. Let it go. Mm-hmm. And, and like the, the, it doesn't matter at all. Like you can do really cool things with, with anything. Like, um, I visited my niece and nephew, um, a couple weeks ago up in Kamloops and, uh, I'd found when I was unpacking some stuff, uh, an Ilford XP two 400 disposable camera that my brother gave me for Christmas is like two or three years ago. And I was like, fuck, I should use this camera. And then I was like, you know, it'd be really cool. I got the kids a couple of those Kentmere uh, reusable disposable camera yeah. things because there was a hell of a yeah. deal on them. It was like 40 bucks for the camera, which was probably like 10 bucks American. And it came with two rolls of Kentmere 400. And I was like, I got a challenge for the kids. Which is the same thing as HP5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just cheaper. And so I told the kids, I'm like, here's a challenge with Uncle Merlin. Uncle Merlin got this camera from your dad and... 
I'm going to give you these cameras. And this weekend, we're going to take a bunch of pictures together. And once it's all done, I'll take the film back to Vancouver. I'll get it developed and we'll hop on a Zoom and we can look at everyone's photos. And don't treat this as it's like you can only take a few pictures because it's special. Go nuts with it because we can use as much film as you want and it doesn't matter. Like, let's just make some cool stuff. And um, they don't know this yet, but like once it's all done and we look at it online, I'm going to make them a little book of all their photos and and send that up to them as a surprise. But um, it was cool. Like my little nephew, he's like like five or six now. He went apeshit with the camera and um, he shot three rolls. I'm pretty sure he fucked up two of them (laughs) because the first roll that he had, he came in and he was just bawling and he's like uncle merlin's gonna hate me and i'm like what's going on buddy and he's just like i was running with the camera and i fell on it and it popped open and all my pictures are gonna be destroyed and i'm like well i mean some of them probably will be but probably not all of them and i was like dude i don't hate you and i'm not gonna be upset about it and i was like you know what you did you created art and he's like what do you mean i'm like well when the light hits the thing and you don't mean to do it, it's going to like make streaks and do all this crazy. And he's like, what? It's going to have cool stuff like lightning. And I'm like, well, not really like lightning, but like, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, he's just like, that's so right. And he got all jazzed about it. He went from being like super bummed that I was going to be mad at him to like, he was just like, Oh my God. And I think he purposely opened up the next role because of that, because he wants like sweet lightning. <laughs> don't, so yeah, don't, don't tease the, the ult, ult, process too early because you gotta like shoot through the camera first yeah so he comes out and he's like uncle merlin i finished my second roll look i did it and he had it open and i'm like oh my god buddy no like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like when when you finish the the roll like get an adult and have the adult rewind it for you and he's like okay and then he's like i'm like i'm not mad like this is rad dude i'm so glad that you went nuts his sister was a little more reserved she only shot one roll because um, she was like, well, this is really special. I'm like, it is, but also you can use it. We have more film. We like, look at all of the, I had like a bag of film. Like we have so much film. Don't worry about it. But she was a little more reserved and like a little more, I think it's because I gave her a digital camera when she was five. And so she's been shooting a little longer. And so like, she likes to think out things a little bit more. And was that, can I, can I interrupt this? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, uh, I'll, I'll be right back. You keep talking. I'll be okay. Back. I, I, heard, I heard something at the front door. So no worries, right man. Back. No worries. Yeah, Dan said it was an insanely raw talk. Um, and he was super moved by a lot of things that I talked about last week with Diane's chat. And yeah, that was an interesting chat um, because, uh, yeah got into like depression and suicidal ideation and like why I take photos, which is like a, to remember it's like my memory was pretty bad before the car accident, but since the car accident, it's been exponentially worse. So I kind of use like photography a little bit like memento, I guess to like, you know, remember shit. So I don't forget it, which I think is really important. And Christy says, let's talk about, the art and stories. And I like that. Like, that's what I want to focus with the chat more is not so much talking about like gear and like whatever, like 
I like to use the chat to get to know people and like what drives them and what gets them excited. And so that's, what's been more fun about the chat is just getting to know the photographer instead of like, you know, what camera did you use when you took this photo? Like it matters somehow. Yeah. Welcome back, Brian. Oh yeah. Sorry. So we live in the city and sometimes, um, Amazon or FedEx just leaves things on our, our stoop mm-hmm. and it gets stolen. So I thought I heard a ding dong and I'm waiting for a package. So Amazon like, does that here too. And like, I live in, in the backyard of um, my property and sometimes they come through the alley and my landlady, she's a bit paranoid. So she has the gate locked all the time and the fuckers just like throw my shit over the fence and so it's like delivered and I'll go to look for it. And I'm like, where the fuck was it delivered? And then I'll like walk to the back gate. Find it. <laughs> yeah. And like one time I ordered a UPS and they fucking threw the UPS over the fence. And I was just like, great. Is the battery going to be fucked up or something? Like you lazy shits. Yeah. We, we, uh, we don't have a gate. So it's just like on the stoop. So oh, I mean, literally like imagine like a city street where like you're just walking by and you're like, oh, there's a package. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so yeah, that whole Amazon theft is kind of a wild thing, right? Or like package theft is is kind of a rampant. Thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, you gotta you gotta keep an eye on when it's coming and blah blah blah. So that's why I'm yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Oh no worries, <laughs> man. Have you have you, uh, right have you glitter bombed anyone yet? No, that's evil. Is it though? Because people stealing packages, I kind of feel like they may deserve a little I mean, glitter in their life. But like, I don't want glitter on my stoop. No, but they usually they take it home and open it up, and then or like take no, it in they their car. Rip, no, they usually rip it right there, and then take the the inside. They take the actual thing and walk away. Oh. So, like, you'll see remnants of like ripped open packages in the neighborhood or like I mean, we, have a lot of food. we have a lot of food orders here too and you'll see people that like leave food on their stoops and I, I'm walking by going I would eat that there's <laughs> 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 like, no. like can you leave your food on the stoop for uh, how many hours uh, but yeah. no I, but, yeah that seems a bit sketchy anyway, uh, yeah, I mean that, that's the price to live. I mean, in the suburbs, yeah, you got your ring cameras and blah blah blah. But like, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, don't <laughs> my shit's stolen. It's all good, man. I, I worry about that here with the studio because I was thinking of getting some stuff mailed here, but then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna risk it. I'll just have shit mailed home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it was, dude. Thank you for spending some time with me, and it was it was cool to get the recap on Policon, and uh, you know, sorry we strayed a little bit there in between. <laughs> no, no, that's this is. <laughs> I'll 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 talk to you anytime, homie. You know, um, again, uh, we're I mean, there's there's a lot of interest in bringing Policon everywhere, everywhere. I mean, yeah, I want to go everywhere too. Um, we're we're going to have it again in, in 2023. Uh, March. I'll be there this time. Yeah, but I, but I'll see you in Denton. 
And damn right you will. I'm I'm excited for because like I think this trip is going to be a bit of an epic one because I've been talking with Pete about the thoughts of um, maybe driving down with him from New Hampshire in Jason's old Lincoln. Ah, right. A long drive. <laughs> a long drive. Four four days is what he he wagers. So four days to Texas, yeah. New Hampshire to Texas in four days. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's it, I mean obviously it's doable. You could do it in two and be be there, but like. I think he's like uh, yeah. factoring four days because we're both photographers. We're probably going to want to like pull over and take some pictures along the way and shit. And um, then yeah. I'll probably, yeah. if I can, if I can work it with my job to be remote for a little while, um, I'll probably stick around until early October to hang out for Steven's birthday. Well, I won't be that long, but I said I'll meet you in the uh, the business center. Um. Yeah. Well, and that's like, I, I've also, I've never been to Austin and, and checked out stuff. So like, I might like, you know, take one weekend and like, you know, head down to Austin and you know, check that out. And so, yeah. Um, so the, the last, uh, I'm going to just keep talking about, uh, the Denton Policon. So in Dallas, uh, last year we were trying to get a, um, conspiracy theory, photo walk the thursday before the friday so go to where like jfk got shot all all the things that he that um oswald did before because i don't know <laughs> so i want to get there early just to walk around dallas because i don't i've never i've flown in dallas i never really hung out in dallas i want to see all the, the kooks in dallas when well, deep ellum is really cool too yeah yeah yeah, checking out a bit more because I've only seen little bits of Deep Ellum, but it would be cool to explore more of it for sure. JFK Polowalk is what Andy's saying there. Era, yeah, I'm I yeah. shoot some <laughs> yeah, Polaroid. Exactly. I want to shoot from the grassy knoll. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was two shooters on the grassy knoll, <laughs> and and it was all Polaroids. <laughs> yeah, it was all Polaroids. <laughs> and I mean, like, if if you want to have a Policon come to your town, I think the, the best thing to do would be uh, to make sure that you're following uh, Instant Film Society on Instagram and send them a message and, and be like, hey, what's up? I want to be friends with you guys. Let's hang out. Let's make it happen. And then you can bug Andy and, uh, you know, Daniel and, and all those guys and, uh, you know, see if you can uh, make it happen. Because... I would love to hit up more cities for Policon. You know, I love traveling. I miss go, traveling. Right? Yeah. Party with the Q. <laughs> Come on, Jesse. Party with the Q. <laughs> well, I mean, so isn't JFK Jr. the president right now? I thought I thought that's what was going on. Because, like, uh, you know, so, Senior was supposed to come back to life to announce it. Again, that... That walk would be so epic. Just walk around and spew like, like, bullshit and shoot followers. <laughs> Dude, I would be down with it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we we could have the who shot JFK barbecue. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> but um. <tss. laughs> oh wait, no. Uh, I think I. 
Ah. <laughs> oh, you got stingers now. Oh, look at yeah. you. I, I, I only got two. I got the... And then... <laughs> that one is more my life. You know, that's, I think, all of our lives right now. <laughs> right on, homie. But, dude, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And, um, yeah, everyone for tuning in. It, it's it's always great to have these chats with everyone. And, dude, it's always great to see your face and chat with you. I miss you a ton. And I can't wait for us to hang out. And I uh, can't wait to see all the people I didn't get a chance to. Um in san francisco and in texas uh so that'll be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to that yeah i definitely want to give a big shout out to all the people that supported bay area policon you know obviously like it's in film society b parkside gary club um all the crew from the sf instant photo walk that's like jaya that's uh christy that's uh cromwell that's um can um, the uh, East Bay Photo uh, Collective um, with Vince and Anita um, missing a whole bunch of people but like again it's it's not just bringing like polo, uh, like a Policon to your, your town you, you know, there's a whole bunch of people behind me that, that support it and uh, yeah and Jay JP everybody you know everybody you know, so JP's it couldn't, happen, it couldn't happen yeah, it couldn't happen without everybody, you know. It's like, it's not just me, it's everybody. That, that, also, that don't forget to know. keep buying Polaroids so they keep making it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and let, let's let's give a shout out to capitalism while we're at it. <laughs> uh, keeps the, keeps the, <laughs> the wheels turning? Yeah, something like that. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> but... Thank you again, Brian. I'm going to have Mr. Mocha play us out here. It was great chatting with you, as always. Um, next week, I'm going to have John Tyson joining me. He's a Canadian uh, film photographer and uh, you know an avid fan, so it'll be cool to chat with him. Um, I think he joined me on the New Year's wrap-up, which uh, was a bit of an impromptu thing, so figured it was time to give him his own official episode. And um, if there's anyone that you think would be interesting for me to talk with, feel free to fire me a DM and let me know. I'm always looking for more people to chat with. So, you know, stay safe out there and, uh, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask if you want to, you know, just be decent and not a dick. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers. man. I love you, dude. Take care. Love you, dude. Right back. Be safe. All right. Bye, man.